0: Welcome to this edition of PYP Voices, where we'll be exploring the world of language learning with educator Lorna Caputo. Lorna is based in Switzerland at the International School of Zug and Luzerne, where she holds the position of coordinator for first language and English as an additional language across the IB continuum. A self-confessed lover of languages, she is currently trilingual, speaking English, German and Italian. Join us as we explore opportunities for celebrating and enhancing linguistic diversity within your school through practical ideas and examples from Lorna's own experience. The enhancements in Principles to Practice have really shone a light on the role of language throughout the programme and how it can support the pillars of the learner, learning and teaching and the learning community. Um, What are the opportunities for educators
1: In the way that it's been repositioned, do you think? Uh, This is a real opportunity for schools to get to know the languages that are spoken in their school communities and then to respond to that by providing opportunities for students and their families to, to develop their languages. So... I think the challenge for schools is then how do teachers celebrate linguistic diversity in the classroom. There's also a role for schools to to challenge themselves and think about how they can provide linguistic diversity in the curriculum and in the choices that they,
0: they offer. So people are planning their unit of inquiry, they're bringing in their concepts, they're bringing in the learner profile, but that language diversity maybe doesn't make it into that planning, or if it does, it's as an afterthought. How do you
1: shift it and open up possibilities it's it's so strange for me to hear this this idea that it's an afterthought when if you're truly putting your learner at the center of everything you do, then the experiences of our students should then drive our planning as as teachers. If we're really building on what the students already know, then we have to. We have to build a better understanding of our students. We have to know our students, and then, from that, as a teacher, you should be um, using that diversity, using that those experiences to then shape um, the learning engagements. So I think, for example, you know if you know that you have uh, if if you have students who have um, you know a range of different languages in your classroom then you should be thinking about how your learning engagements or your units even your program of inquiry how that reflects those different languages so if we really do honor the experiences that our children have before they come to us then if they have come from other schools or locations and they have acquired other languages, how do we also provide support for them to nurture and grow in those languages as well? We shouldn't be restricting the linguistic choice. We should be, we should be opening it up. When you talk about honouring and celebrating
0: and knowing your students, I'm thinking about the, the voice in voice choice and ownership. Do you think that's a way
1: in for teachers now? I think it's also important to understand that with the promotion of agency and choice and freedom comes um, a student's sense of developing his or her own identity or sense of belonging. So there's, there's a real opportunity for understanding and getting to know your students and understanding the importance of their languages and how that nurtures and shapes a sense of their own emerging identities, and on a very practical
0: level, mm-hmm. what might that look like in a school? What kinds of things could a school be doing that really from day one honors and celebrates that journey and
1: that story of the students and their family? I recently saw a a really interesting um, conference presentation on linguistic landscapes mm. and that was quite exciting. so if we see the school as a landscape then How is that diversity, the linguistic diversity, actually represented in that landscape when you go on the journey through corridors and classrooms? Is that linguistic diversity present? Is the host language present? Are variations of language honored? If we talk about English, for example, one of the things I've explored recently is whose English is it? You know, if we, we need to think more about world Englishes, about variations, about dialects. If we talk about this, this idea of agency, voice and choice and we're shifting the student as the centre, then to what extent do our um, landscapes, our school landscapes, also put students at the heart when we're thinking of how they're displaying Mm. Can they see themselves? Mm. Yeah, in that exactly. Is, landscape? It, is it? Yeah, exactly. Does it reflect who they are, um, or
0: or not? And you, you are no doubt um, a language specialist and, uh, and a lover of languages. But anyone who's familiar with the PYP scope and sequence for language will know that the message is um, all teachers are teachers of languages. How can every teacher really?
1: embrace themselves as a teacher of language one of the things that teachers can do is actually be curious about languages be curious about the languages spoken in the you know where the schools are located but also be curious about the languages uh, of their students the languages of the families One of the ways that teachers can do this is, in their classrooms, they can create language profiles. So, surveying your family, surveying the students, finding out what languages they they have at home, but also what languages they've learned before. So, there's this idea that we don't just make assumptions about certain languages or experiences, that we actually ask them to, to write down... You know, even languages they'd like to learn, languages they they're interested in. So, so that's one. And then, of course, just trying to, but we we talk about a language-rich environment. So, language-rich environment means a multilingual language-rich environment, not just provide, not just having lots and lots of books in one language, but actually thinking about the role. That your environment has in honoring, promoting, and reflecting the, the, the multilingualism of the students. So, teachers can very much look at their classroom and say, okay, these are little things that I can do. Put up word walls, interactive word walls, you know, variety of books in other languages. These are all just practical suggestions. Or, students uh, making posters that explore this a kind of linguistic identity, okay? So that that's sort of one. Another uh, thing that they can do is really thinking carefully about what it means to learn through a language. So on the one hand, you've got this curiosity about all the languages in your class, all the languages of your students, but then teachers need to step back a bit in their planning, and think about, okay, how do we, what does it mean to learn through this language? What is the language required for this unit? What's the specialist terminology? What's the, um, the generic um, conventions? Uh, what am I requiring students to do with their language or languages? And then, okay, so how do I provide scaffolds? to do that and how do I collaborate with people uh, who are available to me so some schools have EAL specialists but there are also other people to collaborate with such as the language acquisition or the you know host country language um, teacher or yeah um, as well so not to to do this in isolation absolutely and the final um, mm-hmm. suggestion I would say is for teachers to not be Frightened about learning about language, so actually learning about some of the, the the theories, some of the current discourse around language acquisition in multilingual international contexts. A lot of universities are now trying to sort of create bridges between. Uh, research institutes and then schools. So, actually, use, reach out um, to people so that you can understand some important um, theories within the IB, such as typical multilingual um, behaviors, such as uh, language mixing or translanguaging, for example but also things like um, uh, the effect of language exposure on language acquisition. So we've got language variation, different forms of languages, language exposure, that's another really critical one to learn about. I would definitely suggest looking at this idea of dynamic multilingualism, this notion that languages all work together, that they're not separate. Um, There's a lot of exciting discourse at the moment, with with languages so i would say don't be don't be frightened reach out within the ib community to other ib educators if you're an administrator to sort of i think trust your staff to be able to run with some of these um, theories and what they might mean or what they might look like in their school context if you have a group of educators and you say go and explore world Englishes or go and explore language exposure, go and explore language attitudes, go and explore linguistic landscapes, they will come back to you and say, you know, we explored it, we looked into it, we investigated it, this is what we saw, these are the questions we have. That is really dynamic. And I think when you can give your staff those opportunities to engage with Theory, then that also means that your your school community will go a kind of deeper dive mm. into multilingualism.
0: And in fact, everything you've said there about being curious, language-rich environments, and essentially teacher action research and inquiry, it's really going back to the fundamentals of the program, you know, the approaches to teaching uh, themselves. And actually, I can see some beautiful teacher inquiries coming through the key concepts. In many
1: of the things you're talking about, you know, I love I love the way the IB it gives you these, these these frameworks, and you can sort of adapt them, and that helps you explore. I think, and maybe that goes back to your original point about how do we, how do we support teachers not fear these things, and I think you know these things have survived many changes <laughs> over the years with IB, and there's a reason for that, uh, because they provide some a framework for exploration and i think if we harness these things then we are enabling the teachers to connect with something that they know something that is goes deep within the ib and
0: but deep but within
1: their own identity exactly exactly so for me the takeaway message lorna is lean into language get in there get stuck <laughs> in <laughs> and don't be afraid i think that understand multilingualism is complex Um, No one's saying it's simple. Every international school is different. Every community is different. And all our students are different. Families are different. Teachers are different. Um, But to, to not fear that complexity. A big
0: thank you to Lorna for joining us on PYP Voices and for sharing her thoughts on how we can value and celebrate the linguistic diversity of students in PYP schools across the world. Join us next time where we'll be bringing the PYP to life through more educators' passions and practices.